Just not making any noise yet. I've got it muted. Well, let me get uh, over here so we can go live. Why are people already comment? Uh, <sighs> you guys are early. Yeah, we, we, we are live. Yeah. We I, are live. Yeah. It's good to start a couple minutes early, make sure everything's hitting the way it should have. Where are you seeing comments at? On uh, Restream? Yeah. Okay, why am I not seeing that right now? Restream. Oh, I know why. I'm not logged into it. So I've got to go um, here. There we go. Now I'm going to leave. Now I'm going to restream. Okay, there we are. Uh, let's look here. Have we been talking live since we've been doing this? Just, no, just for about a minute. Okay. Richard Griffin, one of you guys, I was wondering if you guys knew the different levels of flatbed at Lansdowne and what the coffee Yes, we can answer that. Wish I would have caught last week's live if it wasn't for Chris's story way back and saving for when, it went. when the shit hit the fan. I might not have as much save as I do. I lost my bull gear. Steve LaPlante. Hey, Steve. Hey, hey, Rocky. I, there's a truck sitting up at Dolan's. I was looking at it today. If the truck's going north, the front axle's going east. Uh, <laughs> Dolan and I were standing there. We are looking back there. And I mean, that. I, I bet you that front drive axle on that truck is like 10 degrees to the right. I mean, it's. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a, uh, well, I'll wait till everybody know. I'm drinking oh. bourbon tonight. <clears throat> well, uh, the time is upon us. Good evening, lunatics, and welcome to episode 186. It is December 1st, 2023, and we're glad to be with you. Back together. I mean, it's been a while. I, I did a little bit by myself last week i was going to talk for 40 minutes and they kept me an hour and a half i checked in late i i, I saw you on i'd actually <clears throat> I just stumbled across you yeah. had my phone in my hand you jumped up and I, I think i caught the last maybe 30 minutes uh sound like you had a good uh good week good, good yeah. podcast yeah yeah it wasn't so, too bad i um i had it listen i had a fun week i was in i was in west palm beach and the weather was beautiful and uh the pool was even more beautiful, and uh, it was it was all good. Uh, I had my uh, um, had my seventieth birthday. Actually, it was yesterday, but because we were together last week, my family celebrated it last week. So we went out to this seafood restaurant. We had Alaskan king crab legs, and mm. da, 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 it was all it was awesome, awesome. And then last night it was just me and Mary Lou. We went to Jeff Ruby's in Lexington, which is the premier you know, restaurant in Lexington and it was, uh, it was everything it's built. It was built to be, but it was, so I'm, I'm now officially super, according to my grandchildren, I'm super old now. So. <laughs> and you only have what, 20, 22 years left on our contract. So 20, 20, we've been together five years. Oh, okay. So. Got 20 years. Yeah. Today's, but, uh, today is my wife's uh, birthday. And well, happy so birthday. they are out uh, as we speak and do, it, they're having birthday dinner. Number one, we're having birthday yeah. dinner number two on Sunday, so okay. Take care I got of that. you. Well, um, seventy. <clears throat> uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you can sit there and kind of get thinking about it and all that kind of stuff, but I don't feel any different than I did last year or the year before. Or the year before. Now, I have to tell you, I, I don't feel the same as I did ten years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. but but um, you know, seventy. I don't know. It just sounds worse than it is, actually. So. <laughs> That when you hit those decade milestones, you know, I'll tell you the worst one I ever had. The worst one for me was 30. 
30 really? was my worst. Yeah, that was, I, I was, I was, then I was mortified. When I turned be, 30, there was a song by, I think it was Tim McGraw. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, called My Next 30 Years. And I turned I, 30 that year. Did you? Um, yeah, and that was kind of, that, that is who it's by. by that, that was kind of my turnaround. That's when Kaylee was born, my, my yeah. oldest. And, um, that, that, I don't know, whatever that gene is that kicks in and you become a dad and you're looking at this, this thing and you're going, holy shit, I'm like responsible for this thing now for the next yeah. 18 years. You better get your shit together, big boy. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, yeah. so that, <clears throat> that, that helped, you know, steer a very big ship with a little bitty rudder. So, <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's called maturity, you know, it, uh, when you have that, uh, that little, that little thing they're looking at you that is completely, completely dependent on you to live. It just changes everything. You know, every priorities change, you know, it, it just, you, you realize that, you know, there's more to this than just, uh, you know, drinking bourbon. Yeah. Well, I, I made a, I did a TikTok last week. Um, and just, I, it was just a quick, like just a, probably less than a minute, um, about this, what we thought was a stolen trailer and it's, I don't know, 300,000 views, bunch of comments. And I just made it to be silly. Right. But right. buddy, the comments have come in. <clears throat> Hell, I know a guy that pulled an empty trailer, 900 miles. And I mean, just co after comment, after comment, after comment. And I look I in 25 years of driving trucks, you're going to do something stupid. Right. Um, I've hooked to the wrong trailer, um, but I only went about 15 <laughs> miles, you know? Um, yeah, we've got, ex we got examples of people hooking to the wrong loads and going hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles and then going, getting to the customer. And they're going, man, this ain't our freight. Oh, listen, we've got one that happened today. <sighs> oh, have mercy. Um, you don't have to, you have to go back very far to find an example. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you're going to, you're going to talk about your Thanksgiving epiphany and that's what I've titled this episode. Will you have a seat at the table? Um, but it's, you know, taking responsibility when you do something dumb, uh, it, there's, it's a lot different when you're an employee than when you are in business. You know, the, the, when you're in business, the consequences fall flatly on you. And, um, you know, we often get comments from people that they're just, they're, they're, they're glad. And, and I'm, and, and I appreciate y'all, the, the ones of you that, that appreciate us telling what you call the truth, um, versus the others that, you know, are triggered and offended and have their feelings hurt, uh, by that. Uh, you're uh, you're pixelating a little bit your 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 audio. Just oh, so you know, you know what? Let me turn off my Wi-Fi. Are you are you hardwired? I am, but I'm turning off the Wi-Fi just to make sure. Uh, okay, because I think it. Now I'm at the I'm at the hotel now. You know, so I'm not home. Uh, so it could I'm, it, I'm it the, could be on your end too. Uh, are I'm you on, on the back of the house? Oh, okay, yeah, I'm on, on the back of the house. You're on yeah, the good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's. Um, you know, we, you've said this many times. We, we said it talking to a driver today. Um, when you get in business, you are 
you are starting something that is solely dependent on you, um, and the wins uh, are on you, and the losses are on you. Um, and as we're finding out now, a lot of people are struggling um, accepting the losses, and there's a whole bunch of them happening right now uh, in this market, and they're looking everywhere but the mirror uh, to place blame uh, they're blaming the president and Congress and brokers and carriers and customers. It's everybody's fault, um, you know. And and I've just I've just about had enough of these knuckle dragging, bootlicking communists. Um, that uh, <clears throat> that think I mean, you honestly think the FMCSA or Congress or the president or whoever is going to fix trucking? You know, fix the brokers. Well, transparency. You're 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 living in a dream world. You know. Um, well, that yeah. After that, it would be something else. Here's the thing that gets me about, and, and I've said this before, but yet it doesn't pick up traction because they don't want to pick up traction because they want to validate why they use it. Why are we worried about broker transparency when we turn around and factor our invoices? Mm-hmm. Explain explain that to me. Explain that to me. You know. Um, it's it's selective. It, it's it's easy. It's 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 low hanging fruit, and it's somebody that they have an antagonistic attitude towards. Factory yep. company they don't because they build their fucking ass out because they got no money. They're broke. Mm-hmm. So factoring is the lifeline. Brokers are a uh, a shark. You know. So, but in in actuality, it's just the opposite. In reality, it's just the opposite. But they don't see it that way. They don't understand that. Yeah, Anik uh, Lesage did a fantastic TikTok about a week ago, um, you know, because in her comments, of course, she's a broker. And um, they're just convinced um, that the brokers are keeping all the money. And to which she said, what money? What freight? Right. Um, do, do y'all really think the customers are so stupid that they're going to write 2021 checks to brokers and let the brokers keep 50, 60% of the rate? No, the, the customers are not stupid. Um, I, I'm convinced a bunch of these truck drivers are. Uh, but when you scapegoat someone or some group of people, yep. um, and you want to use the monopoly for everybody knows what a monopoly is, right? Where you have you have one, you know, you have some group or some company or some business, and they have uh, more than their share fair share of power. Okay, you want a, an organization that has a monopoly on violence that can that uh, can destroy people, can take their lives, can take their money. And, and you want to engage the services of a very, very violent organization and think that they're not going to use that same power on you. Right. You know? Uh, yeah, the same ones who they, 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 they can't stand the regulations that they've put on them, but yet they want to go back to them to have someone else regulated that they think they don't like. Yeah, and they it, don't think there's not going to be an unintended consequence of that. Yeah, it's it's um, 
It's it's lunacy, y'all. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, you all have you you all have someone that you don't like. They say things that you think they shouldn't, or they maybe they don't say things you that, that you think they should, or or maybe they possess things that you think they shouldn't, or they associate with people you think they should, or maybe they refuse to associate with people that you. Uh, that you think they should. And so once you put someone in that group and you dehumanize them and you're willing to exercise violence against them, um, and by the way, uh, a nationwide trucker strike to show everybody who's in, that's violence. That's an act of terrorism. That makes, if you want to shut down, I saw TikTok the other day, well, what we ought to do is shut down the reefers. If the reefer guys would just shut down and cut off the food supply, you know what that makes you? A terrorist. Because that's what terrorists and warlords do. They cut off people's access to food and medicine um, and goods and services. That's terrorism. You're a terrorist if you want to cut off people's food because you think that by doing so, you're going to get some positive outcome from that. Well, I mean, I've been around a while, and generally the result of terrorism is just more terrorism. That's what you're doing, and you're completely justifying terrorism using fear and intimidation against people to get what you want. So that makes you pawn scum, right? That puts you down below drug dealers and, and prostitutes and and puts you just above, like, you know, pedos, okay, in my book. You are a terrorist. Um, when in this market, there are people in the trucking market that are doing just fine. We're doing fine. We're not crying out for the government to regulate the brokers. We're not crying out for the government to regulate anyone. We're not calling for the government to... Uh, take someone's livelihood away from them because we think that there's a problem. Listen, if I want to take somebody's livelihood away, it's the government. That's who I'd like to take the power away from. But when you want to, you so casually, casually say that you want to engage in an act of terrorism against the market and take people's ability to eat away from them because you're throwing a hissy fit like a toddler holding their breath. I'm sorry. You're not going to get any sympathy from me. You're not going to, oh, I, I, I feel for No, I don't. I don't feel for you at all. You're a terrorist that deserves to be treated like a terrorist. Did I go too far? No, you did. You know, it's no, no. But, but you've pissed somebody off bad enough that they were filtered, by the way. Oh, good. Protect- I wish I wish TikTok would not filter. What does it filter the comments for the community? Protect the community's experience. Yeah, I yeah. really, I, I would like to experience the community a little bit. See what it was. Oh, but, I certainly would. And, you know, one time I thought that was us, but it's not. It's what people are saying about us. But you know what? Who yeah. gives a shit, right? Right. So, well, you know, it's all self service. It's all self served. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's. Uh, it's horrible if it happens to them, you know, it's okay if they do it to other people. It, it's just, it's, it's hypocritical from the, from the root, from the ground up, but it's, it's okay because it's to, to, to their better end. And that's the part that they don't see, you know, 
it's it's just a lot like politicians. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay for them to do it. It's okay for somebody to do it to them. You know, mm-hmm. you see where they threw out one of these uh, Democrats today? They expelled him from from I Congress. Thought, wasn't he a Republican? No, he's a Democrat. Oh, uh, oh, but, uh, Santos. But, but 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 yeah, here's the oh. problem. Here's here's the here's what's behind that though. Okay, he's in a seat that is probably going to be up for. Um, um, subject to being overturned anyway uh, to, to a different, you know, to, to a Republican. And so if they get him out now, they have time to put somebody else in there to try to save the seat. Where's he yeah. from? Uh, New York, I want to say. Hmm. Okay. Um, or somewhere up north anyway. But, um, but that's what's all behind this. It's not, it has nothing to do with him. Okay. They just, right. they want to go, because half of Democrats voted to get him out, which that, that, that never happens before. But it's because they want to save the seat because if they leave him in there, the seat will deteriorate to the point where Republicans are going to get it. But, you know, again, it, it just reminds me so much of this. It's just like eat each other. You know, let, uh, why are the brokers all of a sudden the enemy? What, where did that come from? This, 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 um, this, this belief that the brokers have, have this power that, 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 the, that the carriers don't have uh, every one of these carriers has the ability to, to, to be a broker. They don't have to use a broker. They don't understand that the shippers prefer to. Shippers wouldn't want to deal with these carriers if they had to, okay, because they're assholes. Mm-hmm. And so, and so uh, they think that they're just going to replace these brokers and, and take their money, and there's not anything that they're going to have to do to earn that money. Uh, it's just, it, it's just a, it's a complete... Uh, example of not understanding the industry that they're in, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's, 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 it's no more, it's, it, it's no simpler than that. It's no more complicated than that. You know, uh, I see that I'm not making what I need to make. I suspect that that person over there is making more than they deserve mm-hmm. because they're not doing anything to earn their money. In my opinion, you know, they just have a cash register and a, um, and a, and a, and an email, you know, uh, where I've got in a truck and I've got, I mean, so it's, it's easy to rationalize that, but it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't hold up when you start looking at it under the logic microscope. And so, uh, but again, when you're, there was nobody had a problem with this in 2020, 2021 Mm-mm. and 2020, nobody had a problem with this now because nobody can make any money or most people can't make any money. Let me take it away from people that I suspect are making too much money. Um, I, it's just, it's a lack of maturity. It's a lack of understanding of economics. It's a lack of understanding of what the industry is that they're in. But listen, Anik, and you said it very well today when I first saw this thing. Anik covered it very well. You can go buy a truck and, and buy a trailer and become a truck driver. That make you, doesn't make you a business person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, By the way, a, Santos did a very good job of explaining that. So. Santos is a Republican. You know, we'll be okay. factual here. Well, maybe I had it wrong. He's now, a sorry. he's a gay Republican. So that's well, Menin- I'm thinking of Menendez. Menendez is going to be the next guy. He is a Democrat. They're trying to get rid of because he took all these bribes. Oh, okay. So, so I think I've got it mistaken. He don't have a sorry. brother, does he? Menendez I brothers. I don't. They only killed their parents or something. I, I should see. I shouldn't even be talking. About it. I know nothing about politics. I just heard it on the news today. I thought, <clears> man, that'd be a good example. But anyway, <laughs> forgive me. I shouldn't have gone there. <laughs> Um, well, do, do your thing about being at the table. Cause that was, that was pretty good. Well, you know, I was, uh, at Thanksgiving all this past week in, in Florida with the extended family and, 
you know, uh, you get to thinking, uh, I mean, two things. Number one, turning 70, you start thinking about things that have happened in your life. And then Thanksgiving brings back memories. And I remember as a kid, you know, going to extended family things. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not from a big family, but my extended family is huge. Uh, my dad had 13 brothers and sisters, so that gives you an example. Um, but uh, I remember going to my grandmother's at the early age, and there would be like two or three tables that would be set up, you know? And there'd be a one table for all, in her case, all the brothers. He had 12 brothers and one sister, okay? So and, and that, in, my, in, in my grandmother's eye, the, the, the men were, you know, they were the, 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 the apple of her eye, you know? Uh, I know that's not popular today, but, you know, 80 years ago that would, you know, she was, she thought that they were, you know, they obviously were a select group. And so she had a table that she was set up just for the men. Then there was another table for all of the wives and the in-laws and that sort of thing. There was another table for all the kids, you know, I just remember, you know, looking at the tables and comparing them. And, you know, as you get older, you go, well, grandma, when can I get to sit at the big table? You know, I'm sure you've all heard that and thought about that. But you start looking at it, and the the big table has china and crystal and wine. The kids' table has paper plates and plastic and water, you know. So I just was thinking about that this week, and and the analogy just hit me like a brick, you know. Uh, People always want to know, you know, what the how how to succeed in business, you know. And it it started started making started talking to me and to me. You know, table is where the people are that you want to be elbowing with. That's where you want to be. Well, I'll see if I can't. Uh, okay, maybe address a couple of things here while we're waiting. You TikTokers can still hear me, so I'll look at your your questions. Chris, I'm getting I'm getting an echo. You're getting an echo of yourself. I am. Well, not not now. I was. Now I'm not. Okay, I think we're good. Okay. YouTube, can you tell me I'm good or not? Yeah, you're back. Okay. Well, <clears throat> go to TikTok and listen. I'm not going to say it again. So I don't know if I can say it again. So, <laughs> But uh, point is, point is, put yourself in the company of the, of, the, of the movers and shakers. You know, if you want to be where, you know, um, you, you want to be you want to be part of the of the discussion, and the only way you can be part of the discussion is to be at the is be at the table. Now I'm getting echo again, Chris. <clears throat> okay, you should be good now. All right. Um, government want us to work on a W two. Well, if you're an employee, you should work on a gov- uh, W two. I know the government, by the way. Just listen. You know, we talk about this all the time. Obviously, you're a new listener, but the government's not the reason to be on W-2. It's your respect for your employee or your self-respect if you're the employee and you want to work on a 1099. Uh, if you don't understand that, then uh, we got a whole couple of different things on that. But 1099 is not an option, okay? 1099 means that you're an independent contractor. An independent contractor means you have a business, legitimate business, and you, are, um, you make your own decisions. You have an investment in equipment. Uh, and that uh, you're doing business with another business, okay? A good example of that is if you are leased to a carrier, okay, then you are an independent contractor. However, if you work for someone who leased to a carrier and driving their truck, you're not. You're an employee. And um, 
you should be paid on a W-2 because that's what you are. And, uh, you know, I love these guys who want to be 1099s until they have a problem not getting paid. Then they want the protections of the employee that they don't have. Chris, you're killing me because I'm hearing myself twice. Say again? I said, you're making me, I'm hearing myself twice. I don't, I don't know what. All right. How about now? I just can't tell if anybody's listening. No, I've got the, I've got, a, I've got an echo again. I mean, I, I, I literally didn't touch anything, and it just something happened. Um, you, you want me to reboot here? You think it could be me? It could be. Try it. Uh, reboot the 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 voodoo. Yeah, just refresh the screen. <sighs> so frustrating. So this this Sophie person on TikTok that's made a thousand comments. You should you really shouldn't mm. believe everything you think. Um, th- just just all all this unhinged nonsense. Uh, like you're the only one that understands and nobody else does. You're you're literally just making up a bunch of stuff. It's not even true. Um, please read a book on like economics, history, um, business, and and please stop. I mean, it just stop. God Almighty, who are we talking about? Now this, this person commenting on TikTok, all this nonsense, over and over and over and again, and just well, just nobody understands what's really uh, what's really happening. Sure, we do. Well, it's all boogeyman bullshit. It's all uh, illogical straw man argument. Um, look, does the government do things to benefit its benefactors like corporations? Absolutely. But here's the question. Let's go back to what I was saying before, where you can identify somebody you don't like, okay, and you're willing to initiate violence against them. Here's my question. It, what if the government or what if this this powerful organization that you seek uh, that you seek help from didn't exist? What are you going to do about it? Nothing. You're not going to do anything. If if there was if there wasn't this Santa Claus fairy um fairy godmother to to have uh you know, issue spells against people, you would just have to figure out how to do do yourself, right? So run your business. Stop looking for boogeymen and uh, and all of these, uh, 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 you know, just take care of your stuff, right? Um, does the government make stuff harder than it needs to be? Absolutely. But if you would spend 99% of your time just working on you, make you better, make you more efficient, make you build better relationships, make you run a tighter ship, if you would just focus on you and get the state out of your mind, because it's not going to help you. It's going to break your leg, hand you a crutch, and say, boy, I'm sure glad we were there to help. So just stop, because broker transparency is bullshit. Okay, 
Broker transparency is made-up nonsense that is being used by people that want to control you to get you to give them more power, okay? There is not a piece of paper. Remember back when Obama said, I got a pen and I got a cell phone. Okay, that's nonsense. They are not going to force the brokers to do anything. And if they try, like every other thing in the market, they'll just go around the regulation. Okay? You're <clears throat> not getting broker transparency because it's a it's a made-up bullshit political <clears throat> term. You, number one, it's none of your business. I know that's so hard for y'all to hear. But what the customer pays the broker is none of your business. What's your business is your relationship with that broker and or your relationship with that customer. If they spend as much time cutting their own costs as they did worrying about what the broker got, they wouldn't have to worry about it. Oh, 100%. You know, it's, I don't, I don't want to cut my costs. I just want you to give me, I want you to cut yours. I want you to cut your revenue and give it to me. Right. They, when they go buy trucks, they don't, they don't expect transparency. No. They, they, have no, they have no idea what they paid for that 2024 Pete, Peterbilt. <laughs> you know, uh, why, it, you, when you go to, to Walmart, you don't know what they paid for that pound of hamburger that you bought. You know that you're what you're paying for. And if it's what, if it suits you, it's fine. Why do you care what it costs them? Um, this is all, it, this is all just a diversion is all it is. It's to keep poor businessmen from having to look in the mirror. Yep. That's all it is. 100%. You know, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to change me because m- me worked up until now. Well, anybody could make money. You, listen, you don't have to be any kind of a good business person to make money in trucking in 2020 and 2021. And probably even on back. I mean, there's a couple of times where I came in in 08 and 09. It's pretty hard then. But even before that, it, it wasn't, very, you, you, you made money in spite of yourself. You know, you could have made a ton of money, but you made okay. Now it's really difficult. Now you've got to be a businessman to make money. And it separates the wheat from the chaff. And, you know, the, those guys don't like being separated. They want to continue to do what they do, not change, not embrace technology, not embrace, not follow the science, to use a term that we all love. Just keep doing what you used to do. Get five miles to the gallon and expect the market to pay you for your ignorance. And it's not going to. It's just not going to happen. You know, the sooner you guys understand that and go away, the sooner this thing will get cleared up for everybody else. You know, um, um, our our friend on TikTok is continuing. Um, this is this is cute. Um, I was at the FMCSA and to the Congress. Yes, there's things that can be done. There's nothing impossible in the USA. Uh, how many times have you been to FMCSA in Congress? That'd be zero because I don't associate with psychopaths, child predators, and murderers. That's why I don't go to the Congress, okay? I'm not going to go tip my hat and bow my knee before the most violent uh, terrorist organization the world has ever known, okay? With with millions and millions and millions of... I mean, think about that. It's like, oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I want to haul freight in Chicago, so I'm going to go tip my hat and bend my knee to the Chicago Mafia, uh, but the Chicago Mafia will kill you. Yeah, they will. Why don't you ask them why you're up there, okay? (laughs) Why is it that you have hours of service? Why is it that you have an ELD? Why is it that you have to do all these things? The people that you want to fix this 
are the same ones you find reprehensible for all the things that you have to do to make a living in your, but you want to ignore that and have them fix this one problem. You know, you guys, everybody sees it, but you, okay. Yeah. The, 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 the knuckle dragging morons that expect the government to fix this for them. They're just grasping. It's there. That's the last, you can see this, the, the fingernail marks sliding down the, yeah. uh, the, the, the chalkboard, you know, uh, it's the last-ditch effort to keep from falling out. So if I can get somebody to fix this for me and make it work for me, because I can't make it work for me, you know, here's what I don't understand. If some people can do it, why can't you do it? Mm-hmm. Okay? You know, the Atlantis, there are, there are 9,000, 10,000 BCOs. That have been, some of them have been here for 25 years. I mean, every month we see a list of five-year, 10-year, 15, 20, 25 million milers, multi-million milers. You never see those guys on Facebook bitching and moaning, you know? Mm-hmm. They're happy and content. They're making money. They're doing what they want to do. They have no problems. Yet you'll find the same handful on Facebook every time bitching about how to fix Landstar when the majority of people don't think Landstar needs to be fixed. I suspect that's the same problem with these guys out here in the FMCSA. You know, let's fix it. Well, I mean, first of all, you're not going to fix it. And the more you fuck with it, the more you're going to fuck it up. Uh, the, that, the, reason that, the reason you have this problem now is because you guys couldn't run a logbook, stra- you know, uh, honestly. That's the only reason you have ELDs right now, okay? So what do you think you're gonna, that's going to happen with this? You think that this is going to be fixed the way you want it and there's no unintended consequence? You know what happens when they put... And when they put a limit on what brokers make, you know what's next? A limit on what carriers can make. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're going to bitch and moan and, and piss and that cat's not right. But you wanted it for these people, but you don't, but you can't stand it for you. You know, you, you have to understand you start that slippery slope and end up sliding into the toilet. I mean, why not? Why not write letters to Santa Claus? I mean, oh, well, I, because <clears throat> when I was probably a broker, when I see these people talking about, we're going to go to the FMCSA and we're going to go to Congress and we're going to, you know, write a letter to Santa Claus. Cause that's about as much good as it's going to do you. You believe in a fairy tale, right? You believe that number one, this organization has the power, which doesn't, um, <clears throat> Uh, you believe, of course, uh, they all talk about both sides. Especially, I've, I've here's the thing that I don't understand: all of these truck, the, what they call them, the National Owner Operator Association, and uh, they're all big Trump people. Which, oh well, if you're not Trump people, you mean you're got to be a, a Biden guy? No, what what's weird to me? I mean, most Trump people that I know, like among my my people. Well, they're about freedom and liberty and, you know, Second Amendment and, you know, all that kind truth, of stuff. Truth, justice, and the American free, way. Free, free enterprise. Yeah. Guys, being a communist and being a MAGA person are not, they're, they're not the same. They're not, con- they're not congruent. They're, they're not congruent. Donald <clears throat> Trump would eat y'all's lunch. And I'm not a, I'm not a fan of, I don't, I'm not a Trump guy. I don't, I couldn't give a shit about Trump or Biden. But, I know who Donald Trump is and who he says he is. Donald Trump would eat your lunch if if you got in the room with him. Um, 
and tell him what you want the government to do. Um, matter of fact, I'd, I'd like to see that. Can we set that up? Trump, if you're listening, um, could you please take care of these people? Um, <laughs> it's just uh, the, the, the cognitive dissonance is what gets me. You know, it's the, it's the intellectual, uh, well, there's nothing intellectual about it. Uh, it's, it's just so contradictory. I want one thing, but I say I want another. Um, and, and, and here's, here's, here's what it comes down to. Okay. We're in business. There's my gosh, what's there's a million carriers. I mean, there's a half a million. There's a bunch of them. Right. And let's just use that. And let's say half a million carriers in the United States. Okay. About 10% of them are the mega carriers. 90% are small companies like us. Right. What are y'all going to do when we refuse to abide by your way of doing things? What are you going to do to us? Because I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do exactly like in 2020 and 21, and they had all the mask mandates and this, that, and that. I didn't do any of that. I ignored all of that in 33 states, and there are people who thought I should have been put in jail while I was in the 33 states absolutely, clearly, uh, without reservation and without shame, ignoring every one of those those rules. What are y'all going to do? Let's say you get your transparency, and I say, fuck you. I'm not doing it. What are you going to do? Are you going to get the government to come and put us out of business? But then if you give the government the power to put us out of business, guess what happens to you? So I don't well, know what y'all are going to do when like the most of us, the majority of people in the trucking business, we just keep our heads down. Not everybody has a podcast, right? We just go about our business, right? We're not joining your stupid shutdowns and we're not going to join your protests and we're not going to support your stupid, selfish, ignorant, knuckle-dragging communist ideals where you're going to go to the government and fix anything. We're just not going to participate. What are you going to do then? The answer is nothing because you're so small and insignificant. You go and get 40,000 people in a Facebook group and think you're a big deal when that's nothing. You know, it looks like a big number, but it's not. You're insignificant. You're ignorant. You're selfish. You're a bunch of knuckle-dragging communists. So, I mean, just go out of business already. That's what I wish you would do. What we would love to see is 6 or $7 a gallon fuel for about, what, 90 days? 100, 120 days. Work. That would that would take all of you knuckle draggers out of out of the equation, and all of a sudden the supply and demand will equalize and the rates will stabilize and we'll be fine. We just need you to go away. So the sooner you guys go out of business, the better it is for those of us that are actually serious about running a real business. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I don't know. This person's probably a troll sitting here by by the Noah people anyway. Just a uh, stir shit up it's not going to happen but um you know i mean look everybody has their opinion problem is most of them are wrong that's the problem with it but well you reserve you you have the right to be wrong well let me let me i'm gonna try to segue with this okay i want everybody to remember the whole reason that i started doing a podcast in 2015 was because other than kevin rutherford there was really nobody kind of 
cataloging or not cataloging, what's a uh, documenting like from that first is like zero to 20, right? And I thought, well, hey, let me just, I'll tell people what I've done, right? And maybe it'll help them. And, and that went to the point where I went broke, okay? The only reason any of this exists today is because of the uh, embarrassment, the pain, the struggle, um, the despair that I went through. And the reason I'm willing to light these idiots up um, is because I don't want someone to come along and listen to them and end up where I was. Because even my worst enemy, even that guy that runs the NOOA, I wouldn't wish near bankruptcy and foreclosure on him. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't wish almost losing his family because that almost happened to me. I almost lost my wife and my kids and my home, everything, because of the same stupid decisions that these people are making. And that's why we do this. We want to give you a, a way to do it slowly um, with as little risk as possible. There's, there's never a time when it's zero risk. There's always risk in business. But... We want you to still be in business two years, five years. We want you to be able to go through 20 and 21 and 22 making piles and piles and piles of cash. When then when you get here, you're not at, your, at the end of your rope. You're, you're not ready to suck, start a pistol. That's, that's, what, that's the whole point of this. And when I see it, the reason it triggers me and sets me off is because we are trying to run our business sustainably and successfully, and we're trying to teach people how to do it at the same time. And then I want people, um, I have people that come along that want to use the government to take that opportunity away. And, that, and that's why um, I speak out so passionately against them because I don't ever want someone to think that buying a truck is is grade 13, like Larry calls it. Oh, well, I've got a CDL, and I've been driving a truck, so let me just go buy one. That's dangerous, and it can lead to absolute destruction, and I've lived it, and I don't want you to live it. That's, that's the reason that we do this. And that's the reason that we're passionate about teaching people these little things, little things about communication, little things about documentation and bookkeeping and knowing your numbers. Because if you can't do that, you can make a million dollars. You're going to spend it all and you're going to be broke. So, um, I believe that the trucking industry is a viable, exciting, Great way to make a living. Now, for some people, it would be awful. You know, there's things that I wouldn't like to do. But there's a valid... You know, um, I started... I'm, I'm still hearing myself twice, Chris. I, brother, I, I don't know what... I don't, I don't want to do about it. I, it, it. Is anybody else hearing me I don't, twice? I don't think they are. Well, I'll just turn my... I'll turn my headset down a little bit because I hear myself when I'm talking. But, you know, I started... 
in uh, trucking in 2008 and nine, bought my truck in 09. And uh, I, I did it at the worst possible time at, at to date. And it, I, I think it was, I think it was a blessing because it made me do things the way that I was trained to do things in business. And that's where I saw this opportunity because I knew I could make money doing this, but it wasn't the way everybody else was doing it. And, uh, and so now we go through these times of prosperity and people make okay money, but they leave so much on the table because they'll accept a little money when they could have made a lot of money. And then when things get bad, like they are right now, they can't make it at all. Uh, but yet they don't ever want to change the way they do things. They want the, uh, the, they want the market to change to fit them as opposed to them changing to fit the market. And I, I just don't know how, how to make it any more simple than that. You know, you can't expect your customers, you know, to, to make up for your in, in, ineptness at running your business. And that's all you're asking people to do. You know, is that you can't do it the way you used to do it. Hang on a second. So let's make everybody else pay Larry, extra to make it happen. All right. Larry, hang on a second. It, All right. It's it's not only echoing, it's repeating everything that you're saying. And it's doing it on TikTok. But I'm not sure if it's doing it on. Larry's okay on YouTube, but crazy bad echo on TikTok. Am I echoing on TikTok? Uh. I'm not echoing on TikTok. Larry's okay on YouTube, but crazy bad on TikTok. Gosh, I, I don't know. I'm going to try something here. No, it says just me, not you. <clears throat> okay, can you, I don't can you hear me? I can, I can hear, hear you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did that fix the echo? Uh, no. No. Okay, how about now? Fix it. What'd, What'd you, you do? do? No, no, it's back. back. No, no, it's back. I, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't make any sense. Everything was working perfectly, and then something happens, and it goes crazy. has something to do with all right try now okay talk Larry I'm talking okay how about now check one check one Okay. Yeah. I, I think you're good. I'm good. Okay. Terrence, do I sound okay now? Okay. All right. We're good. We're fixed. I don't need, and, asked, I, and, I, and I don't ask me how. I don't know. I just pushed a bunch of buttons until something else happened. Um, so somebody has asked the same question about five times now. So I'm going to address it. I don't know what, I don't really know what matters, but. So do you all pay yourself a salary or commission based off what the truck excellent question makes per week? Well, I mean, first of all, why does that matter? Um, 
But well, I here's mean, I can I can go through the legalities of it if you want to. I mean, well, I'm before not sure you do exactly that, what you want me to answer. Before you do that, here's here's where I think. Um, because it's one of two ways we do the re, you'll talk about the reasonable salary here and thing in a second. But you could pay yourself a commission, like we pay drivers, like twenty five percent or twenty percent or whatever. Um. Yeah, it's completely up to you. I mean, it's, that's, yeah. there's no well, there's do, no do your right go through the legality, way. and that'll probably answer it. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, here's the thing: if if you're, it depends on your structure. If you're a an LLC uh, with a C with an S corp election, you have to pay yourself a salary, depending on what you do. Now, if you're the driver and the and the uh, S corp um, primary partner then you have to make yourself paid what a reasonable driver would be paid. If you're, if you have a driver and you're paying the driver and you're just the bookkeeper or, or administrative guy, then you have to pay yourself what that would pay. And, and the, and the, 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 the catch here is the IRS has this word reasonable that they apply to it. And so under audit, you would have to be able to show that what you're paying yourself as the driver or as the truck washer or as the whatever job it is that you have has to be reasonable and comparable to what other people in the industry make. That's the only requirement. Beyond that, it doesn't matter how you do it, the commission or salary. You know, the only, the only, the only have to is if, if, you're, if you're an escort, you have to pay yourself a salary. It has to be paid on payroll and you have to have tax deducted out of it. Um, that's the only requirement. Every other you know, sole proprietor, anything else doesn't matter. Uh, you can pay yourself however you want to do it. But that's the, uh, that's the, now our, in our case, um, our drivers are paid uh, a commission. They're paid a percentage of the load. Um, we have staff personnel that are paid salaries and uh, I pay myself both a salary and a um, commission based on the profitability of the company. So that's uh, how we do it. But the requirement is only that you pay yourself a salary if you're a LLC with a subchapter S election. So I hope that answered your question. I'm not sure what the question now why it was important. but Well, let me, because here's something, one, one of the many things that I did wrong. It was a casino one. Um, <laughs> you said the number is 65,000, right? And that the, the number that you, you need to make in that, in that range. In that and the only reason why, the only reason that number is important is because the tax savings is 7.62%. The cost of being an LLC S Corp is, is, I mean, it, 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 it costs somebody to do it. The, the, the tax savings will not, um, surpass the cost of being an S-Corp unless you're doing about $60,000, $65,000 in gross revenue uh, or, or in gross profit. Um, you can still do it. It's just you're going to spend more to be an S-Corp than you're going to save by being uh, by, by the taxes. Now, the only reason to do it, forget all the late night, you know, bullshit liability things. The only reason to do it is to save the taxes, the 7.62. That's the only reason to do it. So, um, so the, in, order, in order to make it make sense, You've get, your savings have to be more than the than what the tax will be on the sixty five thousand. So that's why that number is important, Chris. Now, here's here's something from my experience of something that we did terribly wrong. You cannot allow your lifestyle to creep up based on cash flow, okay? And 
one there one of the, like at one of the moments along the way of looking back that I realized that I was in deep 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 trouble was I went to the sit down with the accountant because I had not set up an LLC and I was not an S corp I was a sole proprietor okay and I was starting to understand these things and so we sat down and he said okay we well, have to do this that and the other and just explained everything Larry just explained about pay yourself a reasonable salary and save the 7.62. Well, when we did the numbers based on my revenue and he got, okay, well you pay yourself this uh, weekly paycheck or whatever. And I looked at the paper and I went, yeah, but we can't live on that. And instead of going, okay, well, you're going to have to reduce your spending, which was a big part of the problem. Um, I looked at those numbers and went, well, that's not possible, which should have been a giant red flag that wasn't. And I see this in the 1099 versus W-2 argument. They'll say, well, I make more money on a 1099 than a W-2. Chris lost audio on TikTok. Oh, I know how. <sighs> um, so, somebody accused that guy of asking the question. He was a tax bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> um, you never, hey, you never know. You put all this information out there, and you never know who's listening. But, I'm on a, I'm probably going to regret this, but you know, there's a hundred ways of doing this and, and there's no wrong way except if you go against the regulations and the regulations are as if you're an S corp, you have to pay yourself a salary and it has to be taxed and it has to be through payroll. So, uh, other than that, if you're sober proud, you can pretty much do anything you want to. It doesn't really matter. You can mingle. There's not a lot of, um, okay, you, know, okay. you know, you just, you just put everything on mm -hmm. schedule C and, let it go. When you become an LLC, you got to use a Schedule E and things get a little more difficult. Plus, you, on top of that, you have to have a corporate return. And uh, that's a whole different bag of tricks, you know, and you pay your transfer flows or it tr flows to you on your personal 1040 through a Schedule E. So that's how that works. But, um, uh, uh, whether, you, whether you pay yourself on profit or whatever, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's just up to you. you know, it's, your preference. Now, again, back to the Schedule C, or excuse me, the S Corp. Um, whatever you don't pay yourself on salary, um, you're saving 7.62% of the self employment tax by doing it as a uh, dividend um, as opposed to paying on salary. That's the whole reason for being a. We have, a, we have an episode on this, okay? Also, there are several TikTok. Uh, guys right now talking about the difference between 22 or excuse me, 1090 and W2, but it's all about the, uh, not 1090, but, but the S corp versus uh sole proprietorship. It's all about saving the 7.62%, which is the employer share of the self-employment tax. That's the whole strategy here. So uh, all this other is just, it, it doesn't make sense. If you can save your, you know, seven point, if you, if you're, somebody said a while ago that they would, you know, they did like 200 grand, something like that. If you're 7.62% of a, of a big number like that, it's a big number. It's certainly worth doing. Um, but 
but again, you have to understand there are some regulations and some hoops you got to jump through to do it. If you're going to be a corporation, you have to act like one and you have to, um, you know, conduct business like one. Uh, so you can't be a, you know, you can't be a sole proprietor in, in, in your bookkeeping and, uh, and expect to be considered an S corp. It, 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 you have to tighten it up a little bit. So, um, do you get your audio working? I don't, I don't think so. so. <clears throat> you're right. 7.6% of nothing is zero, but if you're making in excess of 65 grand a year, 7.62% of that is going to exceed what the tax is on that amount. And there'll be some savings there versus 15, 15.3%. So if you don't have yourself a good accountant, you should get one. If this doesn't make sense to you, you don't understand it. And you're making more than 65 grand a year, go get yourself a good accountant and uh, they'll explain this to you. My opinion on separate maintenance and repair accounts. Absolutely. Uh, it depends on you. If you can't save money or you can't, you know, control your money, don't have any discipline. Uh, I, I definitely would, uh, would put money back for your money. I mean, that's usually what puts people out of business is the unexpected. You know, event. And if you're putting, uh, 15, 18, 20 cents a mile away, every settlement for your maintenance, you won't have a catastrophic event. They'll put you out of business because you'll have prepared yourself for it. So I, um, I wholeheartedly uh, agree that you should have a separate maintenance and repair account. Um, and you should fund it every settlement uh, with, uh, we do it based on loaded miles. Now, I got to be honest with you, we don't do it anymore because I don't, I mean, I've, I keep it funded anyway. But when I was starting out, I would put 15 cents a loaded mile into a maintenance account for my truck. And then as I added trucks, I'd do one for each truck. And I always had money uh, if I needed it. So um, just add another truck instead of paying taxes. Well, that doesn't always work. Okay. <clears throat> can you hear me? I can. Okay. Can TikTok hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, I had to make. Are a there really fuel savings with cards? Well, I don't know about cards. I know at Landstar there's fuel savings, um, significant fuel savings, but I don't know about these other cards. I mean, I do know that Nastic has a pretty good fuel plan. They try to sell me on it once in a while until I remind them that I'm at Landstar. Then they just hang up. But I do think that they have a decent uh, fuel crop. I've heard mud flap. I've actually heard a couple yeah. of Landstar BCOs who I know to be uh, reliable say that Mudflap is a is a good it's a good program. I know that a lot of factoring companies have fuel cards, but I wholeheartedly disapprove of factoring companies. I would never use a fuel card. Um, but uh, I mean, I don't understand why you guys throw such a fit about brokers and then you turn around and hand a factoring company a, a big old tub of Vaseline and bend over and let them put it in you. Um, freaks me out, but I guess it's okay with you guys for some reason. You haven't picked them up. You haven't picked that part up yet. You know, you, 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 you don't want these guys to make any money, but you willingly give away your profits to a factoring company. And you think that that's just the, the way of doing business. I, I, you know, I, that's why I think you guys are fucking nuts. Well, I want to real, real quick condensed version since TikTok didn't hear it before. If you decide to get a truck and that it, lease purchase doesn't matter if you're, if you're getting, um, if you're a contractor, okay, don't ever lease a truck from a carrier. 
but just say in that example that you did, you have to not allow yourself to see that cash flow as income. The business has in, has revenue income, okay? And you have to you you have to visualize that incoming money as the business's money, not yours. Yours is what's left over after all the expenses, okay? One of the things that we did terribly, terribly wrong is we saw the settlement come in from Landstar and say it'd be 3000 or 4000 or 5000 whatever it was. And we saw that as income, and that's incorrect, right? Because the government gets a big chunk of that, right? So, and I see a lot of people that will argue 1099 versus W-2 and say, well, I make more money on a 1099. If I give you a $20 bill, and, it, and I say, here's a $10.99, $20 bill, or I hand you a $20 bill on a W-2, it's still $20, y'all. It's still $20. On one side, there's tax consequences on a 1099, and there's tax consequences on a W-2. But it's still $20, okay? So don't allow someone to convince you that you're making more money if if you make a thousand dollars on a ten ninety nine, you got to pay taxes on that. If you make a thousand dollars on a W two, you got to pay taxes on that. Okay, and there's employer responsibilities and there's employee responsibilities. And if you let someone sucker you into taking a ten ninety nine to do an employee's job, you're you're going to pay their taxes on that same amount of money. But, but what? But it, that's not. But that's not stealing from them, Chris. Only the I brokers know, steal from them. I know. But you're Select, selective ignorance. So let's say, for example, okay, let's say that all the people that argue in favor of 1099 are correct. Let's do, they're not, but let's say they were. $1,000 comes in, and you're a contractor, which means you have expenses. You have a phone expense, and maybe you have an office expense, and maybe you bought gloves or whatever it was you need to do your job. And you have to pay taxes on that. Is it realized income, or am I using the wrong term? No, right, it's it, it, it's it's net. You have to take you have to pay taxes on that net, guys. I promise you, if you will get out the calculator, even if you were right about ten ninety nine, which you're not, says the IRS, you're paying more taxes on a ten ninety nine than you are on a W two. And some of those taxes you're paying, now let's be honest, most of you aren't filing, so it's kind of a moot point. Um, but you're paying more taxes, and you're paying taxes for that somebody else is supposed to pay. And, I, I mean, I, it amazes me that when we try to explain this, somehow we come off as the bad guy, and I'm like, I'm God, I just want you to not pay somebody else's taxes. Paying taxes is bad enough. Like, taxation is theft. But to pay someone else's taxes when you shouldn't have to just doesn't make sense to me, right? But again, that goes back to this root problem as you're, you want to say, well, I'm a contractor. Okay, well, contractors are businesses. And you're looking at incoming revenue and calling that income. Well, if you take that way of looking at it and then go buy a truck, 
and a $3,000 settlement or a $5,000 settlement comes in at the end of the week, and you start looking at that as income instead of revenue that has to be divided. What was the question over here about uh, different accounts? Did you answer that? Uh, No, I just talked about maintenance account, but. Yeah, there was somebody who said, "Do you have like different accounts?" Well, yeah, you should, and he can he can expound on that. But yeah, you should have different accounts, saving for maintenance and saving for taxes and saving for different things. But I'm t- I promise you, because I lived it, right? I mean, a big part of this deal here is 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 letting y'all see what I learned from him when I came, having come from failure, and then he starts showing me the right ways to do things. Um, but that's what leads you down the path, and, I, and, and, and it snowballs really, really fast. And Dave Ramsey used to talk about be the one chasing the snowball instead of the one running from it. <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, it, it's one thing to not know the answer to something. It's a whole other thing to choose to be ignorant. When I see things on here like, Tell Landstar you'll hold your invoice for 30 days instead of instant pay. They'll give you more. You're, you you have no idea what the hell you're talking about, okay? You know, you guys that want to hate on Landstar, first of all, you have to understand something. I don't could give a rat's ass whether you come to Landstar or not. Matter of fact, I prefer that you didn't, okay? I'm not, I don't recruit for Landstar, but I also don't get on here and rap, you know, and 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 talk to you about, you know, the, your, your carrier or what, you know, what you decide to do, that's your choice. I don't care. Why is it that because we choose to do business as Landstar, we're some kind of inferior beings or something? And then you have to find some, some glitch that you think is there that we don't know about. Wait a minute. Know? Hang on. I, I think we might have misunderstood that comment. If you're a carrier, I, if you're a carrier, not a BCO, um, you have you can choose instant pay, right? And if you and don't you take instant pay, you exactly, probably do yeah, get more money. That you're you're probably right, but again, it that's that's beside the point. The point is, even if you did that, okay, why is it that you're in business and you can't afford to cash flow your invoices to get full pay? Why are you factoring them, whether it be with Landstar with instant pay, another care with instant pay? Why are you not getting paid the full amount? Okay, you're taking money out of your pocket and giving it to somebody else when the when you are accusing the brokers of doing that very thing to you. But you're but that's okay for factoring companies to do it, okay? Because you're fucking broken, you can't afford to work that way without it. Factoring companies are are thieves, okay? They're they don't do that to help you. They do that to make money off of you, okay? You hate brokers, but you love factoring companies, okay? That's just that's very selective ignorance, all right. And to get on here and to hate on people because they are choosing Lancer because you've heard all these things. I had a buddy who was there and they, they took thirty five percent of his money, which is not true, and all these other things. You you choose to be ignorant, okay? I understand. I don't know everything, but I don't act like I know everything. The things I don't know about, I listen. I don't listen to truck drivers typically because they're just like you. All they do is repeat things that somebody else told them in the restroom. You know, that's all they do. Why don't you get, why don't you do the research? Why don't you do it? Why don't you get your own information and your own knowledge and make your own decisions about things instead of listening to all these dumb fucks that drive trucks? 
Jesus Christ. It's such a fascinating question, though. Like, okay, we have people that, you know, regulate the brokers, transparency, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know that I've ever heard them wanting factoring companies to be regulated or factoring companies to be shut down. No, no, because they have to have them. They have to have them. They have to have their money today. That's why. Right. Yeah. They're desperate. Okay. That's why they're anti-broker is because they can't make it on their own. They have to take it from somebody else that has legitimate business. And no, I'm not a broker. Okay. Don't. And somebody made a comment earlier. My, uh, somebody, what was the comment they made? I treat my brokers and my customers the same. That's good because they are your customer. Now you've got me fired up, Chris. I was trying not to be fired up tonight. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, Jesus. I need more bourbon. I, I would fight. just, I would like, I would like logical consistency. Okay. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> if, if you think <clears throat> that brokers, you know, paint with a very broad brush. All brokers are bad. Brokers are thieves. Brokers are scam artists. Brokers are this, brokers are that. Okay, well, if that's true, then who else in the chain between customer and truck are also, you know, taking money, um, ill-gotten gains. Well, I don't know how you would leave factoring companies out of that. They are exchanging money for time, right? I mean, it's it's they're just paying you today um, until it's they a don't. Ca- it's a cash advance. Right. It's a, it's a payday advance. It's payday loans, all it is, okay? But it has recourse, okay? If they don't collect the money, they're coming back and taking your money away. All right, you can even pay extra and not have recourse, but there's still some strings attached to that. Somebody asked the question, do I wait 30 days to get paid? I don't have to now because I get paid every Wednesday at Landstar. I, there's no cost for that. But I've been in business for 50 years, okay? All businesses wait 30 days to get paid, okay? Right. I was a wedding photographer for 32 years. I waited a year to get paid, all right? So, you know, you guys that think you're going to go work. I mean, this is, again, we get back to the employee versus business person attitude. Well, I worked all week. I need to get paid. There's businesses that work for months and don't get paid. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's part of what's being in business. To, to circumvent that, you give away part of your profits to be treated like an employee. You know, that's all there is to it. And, and yet that's okay with you. But a broker that takes an extra 5 or 10% or whatever of one invoice, one load, is the devil incarnate. But the factory yeah. company is taking 3 or 4 5% of everything you do every day is your buddy. It's, and it's then, your partner. And, lo- and, and, of course, we've heard the horror stories about how they'll, whether they sneak it in there or not, they're probably not sneaking anything. You're just not reading the contract. But they lock you in. I'm trying to think how it works. Like if you, you factor... Uh, a load and now every time that you do business with that broker or customer or whatever you're locked in with that factor and you can't like you you know they uh, I don't it just me, factoring has me, always seemed sleazy to me because they make you sign exclusivity yeah and here's the other thing I'm because I'm, I don't know this because I've never used one I've never ever never will never use one okay but here's something I'm reading that people are bitching about on Facebook, that they have a load 
that there was a problem with. And so the factoring company held their pay on all of those loads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember reading that uh, story. So, you know, so, I mean, I, again, it, it's, it's just hypocritical that you would expect, you know, the, the brokers to be completely transparent, but yet the factoring companies, you willingly give them your money, uh, you know, a, a part of your money so you can get paid quicker. Um, it, it, it's, you know, it, again, you, you guys, <laughs> you guys want to know why, um, one company's cost of doing business is so much lower than another. These are all the little things that add up to it. Okay. Uh, somebody asked a question. No, as a BCO, we do not have to factor. As a BCO, we get paid every week as long as the paperwork's turned in as legible. So, and, and there, sometimes never, that's a struggle. There's not any, there's not any set off. There's not any comeback. There's, I've been at Landstar for 10 years. I've never not been paid on a load. Um, you know, so it, you know, it, that, that's, <clears throat> I'm sure there's lots of people out there that have horror stories about it, but um, usually it's not Landstar, it's them. Right. <laughs> well, take, for example, like we've talked about, I have been drug in before the court of customer service four times. And all four times, the person who had the grievance left crying because they were upset or whatever, something happened. And they called Landstar. Well, they did this. And I came in with reams of data and emails and text messages. And I went, well, here's what happened. And they went, oh, never mind. Well, the difference wasn't that I was somehow morally superior and I, I didn't argue better. I had data because we keep everything. We archive Everything, every piece of paper, every receipt, every email, we save everything and it's all categorized by date, freight bill number. And so if there's a question, I just go into the archive and I'm boom, there's the proof of delivery and here's the time it was sent in and here's the confirmation number and here's who we talked to and here's when we talked to them and here's the GPS data and that's when we got there and that's when we left. And that's what we're trying to get. The Our phase one of our training program is all about send an email when you arrive at the shipper. Send an email when you leave. Scan your, uh, scan your fuel receipt at the fuel pump. Not tomorrow. Scan your paperwork at the consignee. Not tomorrow, right now. Because you have to create that habit if you, like Larry's told... Back in the day, the poor accountant, where he would walk in with a shoebox full of documents and run like hell, right? The, 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 the relationship with the CPA is completely different now than it was then because basically he walks in with a report, she puts a depreciation on it, signs it, and it's good. But he's done the, the little mundane, boring details that everybody thinks doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter if I send an email when I got there or 20 minutes later. No. It matters that you send the email the minute you step foot on the property because you're establishing a digital trail of when you arrived. And that can be backed up with GPS data. And you don't have to have a big fancy Verizon system like we do. Your cell phone tracks you. You know, you could use uh, Life360 and it's free and it would show exactly when you showed up there. But that's the difference of, of barely surviving versus thriving 
um, the, the, if it ain't wrote down, it didn't happen. And, and that's the struggle of us trying to forcibly turn people from employee over to business owner in phase one and phase two of our program, because there are things that mattered to me as an employee that were legitimately important that don't matter now. And there are things that matter to me today that are legitimately important that absolutely didn't matter to me as an employee. And that's okay. But I can't ignore the fact that there are things that I have to keep track of um, that wouldn't matter to somebody that's not trying to manage a fleet, right? Well, if you want to be one truck or 50 trucks, you better learn how to count all those little details um, so that if there's a dispute, and we've got what I'm just making a note now because I've got to make we're, we're that $230 that went away last couple of weeks. i got to follow up on that Monday. Um, what $230? Remember that Goodyear load? Then they took, oh, yeah. Did they give us yeah. that back? Okay. I'm on. I don't think so. <clears throat> okay. Monday. Here, here's a comment that I want to, I want to, uh, address. Um, well, I can't make it. There it is. Tax bounty man 72. The W2 helps the driver down the road, i.e., if they get disabled or have to retire, I believe. Excellent question. Well, that, that's not exactly. I mean, it, no, that's not true. Um, the W-2 gives the employee the protections of the, um, the, the local or the state government's uh, protection from um, dishonest employers. In other words, if you didn't pay them, they could go down to the labor board and file a complaint against you. Uh, what, what the W-2 does for an employee uh, is give them the benefit of not paying the taxes for the employer's part of that. You know, the self-employment tax is 15%, 7, 15.3%, 17.62, or excuse me, 7.62% of that is paid by the employee and it's deducted from his check every week. It's called part of payroll tax. The other 7.62 is, is, is paid by the employer. It's called an employer match. When you don't pay somebody on a W-2, they're having to pay the 15% instead of the employer. Well, that's just basically unfair. That's not the, the, that's not the employee's tax. That's the employer's tax. Now, either through lack of self-respect or, or lack of knowledge, people do that thinking that that's better for them because I guess they get to hold on to more money temporarily, but because then they've got to turn around and come up with their own tax money come April 15th and they don't have it. So they turn around and they just don't file a tax return. And then they run from the IRS for the next 10 years, afraid to go to the mailbox. Um, that's just not how legitimate businesses do business. You know, that's not how you treat your employees by making them pay 7.62% of your tax. That's what the, that's what the, the advantage of the driver is is the fact that now he's got unemployment. If you, if you go out of business or something happens to you and it's not anything of his fault, he can go down to his local unemployment office and apply for unemployment protection while he finds another job. If he gets hurt on the job, he's got workers' comp that covers his 
you know, all these things are what what employees have that that 1099 contractors don't have because they're not supposed to have them because they're supposed to be in business for themselves. However, most of the time, these people are just misclassified because it's easier for the person doing the hiring not to have to pay that 7.62%, not to have to contribute to the unemployment fund in their state, not to pay the workers' comp. It's easier for them to do that and just leave it all on the unsuspecting driver uh, to just fend for himself. That's the problem I have with it, okay? It's just, it comes down to morality. That's all it comes down to. So, and now, how you, what do you think about your drivers? Okay, let's say you have your own authority, all right, and you're doing well. You There's a risk profile to having your own authority that is different than what we have being leased to a carrier, all right? We've ne- like you said, we've never not been paid on a load. We've never um, been, you know, double brokered to, to, to like, you know, because I saw a comment, you know, about losing money on a fraudulent load. Double brokering is real. Um, a freight broker lounge or whatever, uh, she had a great story about it came back months and months later about how she had a customer give her a load. They did their due diligence on the carrier. They brokered the load to the carrier. And then they found out months later that it had been brokered two more times. And that carrier at the bottom eventually didn't get paid. Okay. That's wrong. That's a problem. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like double brokering and, and, uh, and the scams and the, and the, you know, people from outside the country, that stuff's real, okay? And it happens. And that's one of the many reasons we're leased to a carrier because we're insulated from that. The worst thing we're going to have to deal with is showing up to pick up a preloaded trailer and some dumbasses hooked up to it and drove it to North Carolina, right? Okay, so let's say that you have a relationship with a factoring company that helps you with the due diligence, helps buffer you. From that problem, I still can't mathematically reconcile the amount of money paid for factoring to offset a risk profile that could be overcome by leasing to a carrier. If we were going to take Blue Ribbon and take it out of Landstar. And sometimes I wish we could, I don't know that there's a way. I, I would love to like see the numbers, like if we got like a real insurance quote. Uh, hell, we'd have to go buy trailers. I mean, it would cost an ass load of money to take 11 trucks from Landstar and put them under our own number. But I promise you, we are not going to take these 11 trucks and put them under our own MC, take on the risk, basically have to learn a, a, a new way of, of booking loads and dealing with brokers, stuff that we don't have to do now because we've got a sales team basically that does that for us. But I promise you we're not going to give away a penny to someone or some carrier 
I'm not sorry, sorry, Carrie. We're not going to give a, a penny to some factoring company that can do what we could for ourselves. And everybody says, oh, what's well, two and a half percent. Okay, but you have to annualize that, right? It it it's it's bigger than that in the grand scheme of things. So I'm just saying if you're hearing the sound of my voice and you're interested in owning a truck, I'm going to say that in the beginning, having your own numbers is too risky uh, to make up for, I just don't see the, I don't see the monetary benefit for all of the risk that you have to take on that I don't know you're you're ignoring it just it to me it just it's terrifying to think about taking on all that risk when you could for three or four years lease to a carrier and get some money saved up and and then maybe go get your own MC if that's really what you want to do. Um, but it's just it's so risky and I just these factoring companies just come off as sleazy to me and I I just I don't know I. I can't see the value in it. And I've tried doing the math and I, it, it just never works out. Well, people always try to criticize people for being leased to a carrier because they're not truly independent. And you just own a truck. You pay your carrier more than the, the, but yet these independents aren't really independent because they use factory companies. Okay. Right. And other, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's just talking on both sides of your mouth, you know, and I look, I'm, I'm, we, we have this argument often. I, I you know, if you, I, the, I don't see the value. All the things I see you guys with your numbers complaining about all the time that I don't ever have to worry about. Uh, I, I'm, I've been doing this for 47 years, 48 years. Uh, if I saw the advantage of me being an quote independent, we would have been one 10 years ago, but I don't see the advantage I, other than. You know, I, I guess I guess if I had an ego, I could say, "Well, I'm an independent, I'm a real trucker because I'm an independent." But I don't have an ego like that. My ego is in my bank account. My ego is in what I pay people, the jobs I give people, you know, the opportunities I give people. Uh, I don't care about whether or not I'm I'm an independent or leased to a carrier. In my opinion, I don't. You guys deal with it. I don't. I know. I don't have to worry. I never worry about what if a load's double broker or not. Never. I never worry about these things that you, you know, uh, brokerage going out of business, convoy and keeping all your money. In fact, I mean, all the things that I read that you guys are just upset about all the time, things that happen to you. I mean, every day I see all these things on Facebook of things that happen to you. I've never had that happen. I've never had that happen. And, and you look, and I look at the cost of what it, you know, yes, we pay Landstar a percentage. The real money is about 27%. Okay. But that's everything. If you list all the things that you pay for out of your gross revenue, look and see if it's more than 27% or not. Okay. Um, and then, and then, and then on top of that, the fuel discounts. So, I mean, if, if it has nothing to do with the identity, it has something, it has, it has everything to do with, does it make more sense and make more money? Is there less risk? Is the opportunity better for me? because I don't have to worry about these things that you guys all bitch about every day. 
You know, I don't have to go to Washington, D.C. and worry about the FMCSA, about broker transparency. I can see every invoice that I see, can see every invoice that we send to a customer. I can bring it up right now, okay? I don't have to worry about that. But I'm leased to Landstar, okay? I'm a second-class citizen because we're leased to Landstar, you know? I just think you guys need to do your own research and quit listening to other people. So, yeah, 27%, John, sounds like a lot of money, right? Add up all the things that you spend your money on and tell me what the number is. Start with your insurance. Then start with your factoring. Then your trailer cost. I don't pay for any of those things. Cargo insurance? I don't pay for that. Then let's talk about fuel discounts. You know, my average fuel cost is about 50-some cents a gallon, or mile, I mean. I'm still waiting on <laughs> one of these guys um, to bring their books and put their books beside ours, and let's look at who has the lowest cost per mile, and let's look at who has uh, the greatest profit margin. But, I mean, it no sounds— one, No one's ever done it. It no sounds— it sound, Oh, it's 27%. Okay, fine. You know, and this other guy— you just admitted you're not a real trucking company now. Buddy, piss off. Um, we have trucks. We do trucking, and we're a business. Now, you can, you know, live in this seventh-grade bully, you know, you're not a real. Listen, I promise you, uh, I, we just don't give a shit what you think about us. We are this this whole thing exists. The only reason there is a podcast is because I know there are people out there that were like me that recognized that there is an opportunity beyond being an employee in trucking. And we're trying to show people how to do that without a lot of risk, um, where they can make money, they can make a good profit, and they can still be in business in this market or the market before or the market before that or the market before that. Um, so I am 100% confident that we can take one truck leased to a carrier and make more money profit than one truck running under its own authority. I, I, I will bet 100% all the chips into the center of the table 100%, not only because um, it's cheaper to lease to a carrier than it is to do it on your own as one truck, but nobody's going to beat us when it comes to um, maximizing revenue and minimizing expenses. Nobody. <clears throat> and Matt, it's not true. Nastic calls me once a year trying to get me to use their fuel card, and when I tell them I'm with Landstar, they hang up. Because they know there's no comparison. So what you're saying is not true. It's not accurate. And that's the problem with this. Everybody wants to throw these things out there like it's fact. And it's not. You can, But you can believe it if you want to, but that doesn't make it true. And and let me, let's, let's clear about something else, okay? We're, we're not here trying to change the trucking industry at all. I could care less about it. What we're trying to do is let people who want to get in this business and have a fair chance at doing it without going into debt to buy a truck, okay, without having to get their own authority and do all, make all the mistakes that most people do, which leads them to a 90% failure rate over two years, that there is a different way of doing it. 
And we prove it, we prove it over and over again that that way works. I'm not saying it's the only way. I'm just saying if you're new, you're buying your first truck and you're being owner operator for the first time, how about we show you a way to do it that's much more risk-free than the traditional way that this industry wants you to do it. And all you guys that are successful out there doing it your own way, good for you. I mean, that's not who our market is anyway. You know, you guys can listen in if you want to. Uh, we can have this discussion. We can have this, this debate. Uh, but the difference is that uh, we're very, very transparent with our situation, and we don't hide a lot of things, and we, and, and we share it with people who want to, to want to learn to do what we do. But we have, we've, we have to uh, overcome all this bias and prejudice and poison you know, that the industry has because we're not doing it the way that they chose to do it. Um, and I don't put you down for that. I just try to defend why you attack me for doing it the way we do it. Question, please give me a list of, there's a ton of payroll companies. Uh, I love KG. Uh, thanks for the buck 99, but there, I mean, payroll companies are all good and they're, 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 there's not, I mean, just let's look at get, there's even national ones that you can even do it over uh, over your phone. Uh, I use PayData. It's who we use. Now, there's one in every state. We I use PayData of Kentucky because we're in Kentucky. I like them. We've used them for a number of years. But there's 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 a bunch of nationally. I think there's one called Patriot something or other that I hear advertised a lot. Yeah. Uh, they're all they're all good. They're well, all very and, uh, expensive. And there's one online. Uh, that's the one I use. Um, Oh, it's kind of but, image of a little pig. I mean, I, I I don't I don't know if I'd go with a local person. I mean, my people are local, but they're a national franchise, you know. Um, but I mean, it's payroll is very the the per, the payroll itself is not really the problem. Well, I could do the payroll. The where it comes in is is these is these nine forty ones and nine forty twos and these 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 reports that have to be done quarterly. They're a pain in the ass, especially when you have drivers in different states like we do, you know. Uh, it's just for what they charge. I could not possibly do it. Uh, take my time out and do it that way. Gusto. So. Gusto is one that's online. I used it. It's, it's pretty nice, but you, you kind of still have to, you have to do your due diligence, you know, cause they they ask you a thousand questions. You need, I have no idea what they're talking about. So you need to have, you need to sit down with a good CPA that can that, help you with I the start. language. Yeah, because there's a and vocabulary, they'll, and they'll refer you to a payroll company. All the all CPAs work with payroll companies. That's where I'd start to get a good CPA, and a good CPA is not necessarily one that says, "Oh, I can save you from paying any taxes." That's not necessarily a good CPA. If you're making money, you're going to be paying taxes. If you get a CPA that says you're not, you need a new one because yours is a crook. Uh, I, 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 we see. I guess because of the podcast, we get these emails, we get calls, we've met people. We see the disaster, okay? And that's what we're trying to get to. I saw some comment on TikTok, well, it's not the only way to do it. No, it's not the only way to do it. It's the only way to do it that works every single time. In every single market. Um, but Luke Gitwaza is in the comment section on YouTube. He can tell you what it was like to do it in 2021 and 2022 and what it's like to do now. 
Um, Luke can tell you uh, the disaster that happens when it goes wrong, right? Um, so I will say that our way is the only way that works every time. Now, is it the only way? No. You can run on down to Select Trucks or the Volvo dealer or the Peterbilt dealer, and they will sign you up for a brand new truck, and you can go get your own authority, and you can buy your own trailer, and you can factor. Sure. Go ahead. I get, listen, I get, I get calls. I got a call. You know, I got a call yesterday, Chris, from a construction, small construction company down in, uh, Texas, I want to say, or Georgia, I can't remember now. But the, they constru- it's a partnership. They get, they're a construction company. They let somebody talk them into investing into a 2024 Peterbilt set up for heavy haul with a six-axle trailer. Oh, wow. And the person that they let talk them into that now is gone, and he, wants to, he called me and wanted me to help him, you know, do something with it. <laughs> I said, buddy, <laughs> I said, buddy, you know, uh, you're not going to like what I'm going to tell you, okay? But, you know, I mean, why? These are people that are in business. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> it, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe but, we should. We get them all the time. You know, we get them all the time. Maybe we people should try say, to interview some of the people that we've met along the way that have lived these disaster scenarios, Right. Um, because we talk to them, you know, on the side, you know, and privately. Um, of course, some of them probably don't want to, you know, go through the embarrassment of that. Right. Um, right, right. But, and, and I saw over here, does Landstar cover all of our insurance? Well, we pay bobtail and physical damage, but understand that our cargo liability has gone up from zero to, to zero. Um, and I mean, how much has our physical damage gone up in 10 years? Not very much. Um, None, none. It's none. Our 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 bobtail's gone up two dollars in the whole time I've been here. Yeah, <clears throat> thirty three to thirty five dollars a week, right? Thirty one to thirty three. Thirty one to thirty three. Um, yeah. and and let me say, let me tell you something else. It it doesn't matter who I hire. Our insurance no. doesn't change. We've had four drivers total four different trucks in ten years. My insurance has never changed, not once. My premium has never been affected. By an accident, a total, a um, uh, a driver's driving record, none of that changes. But hey, Lane Starch takes thirty five percent of my money. You know, that's that's what I know. that's that's the part that ticks me off, John, is that people make these accusations and make these assumptions, and they don't do the take the time to check it out. If you want to know about Landstar, call Landstar. They'll tell you they've got a whole department there that all they do is tell people what. Uh, the 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 things about Landstar, are, you know. So uh, I'm I'm you know I'm not a recruiter for Landstar. I could care. I don't get paid nothing if you come to Landstar. You know I I could care less. You know uh, it's what we've chosen to do, and I in our transparency we tell you what we have done and why we do it. But hey, we get these flybys on TikTok that hear that, and all they want to do is start talking about how stupid we are because uh, we give thirty five percent of our money to Landstar. If somebody if somebody called and the phone rang right now and they said, um, hey, we, we like you guys, uh, we're going to offer you a $20,000 a week contract, guaranteed, 
to come haul our freight. Uh, I'm going to haul that with a paid-for 2007 Freightliner Columbia. I'm not going to run on down to the dealership and say, man, look at all this money. I'm not going to send Peterbilt or Freightliner another dime that I don't have to. Screw them. I, I hate their new trucks are garbage. They're horribly unreliable. No, thank you. I, I mean, somebody could offer me a million dollars a year contract. We'll write you a million-dollar check on January 1st if you'll haul off rate for 365 days. Great. Can I do it in a 2007 Columbia? Sure, as long as you show up on time. Great. But I'm not going you know, to. We, we've never had anybody turn us away because of the truck that we drove up in. Yeah. Now, we can't go to California, but. Well, we, we don't want to go to California. I don't want to go to California. Don't go to Alaska either, you know. Don't go, don't go to Oregon. I mean, it's. Hell, they don't really want to go to Minnesota. But I, I just, you know, I mean, I, I've spent so much time working on trucks over the last, what, six months. And with the exception of a couple of Milwaukee, like, r- r- impacts, all my tools came from Harbor Freight, you know? Um, You're not a real mechanic. you got to have uh, snap-on tools. Well, um, okay. <clears throat> but I don't have a snap-on bill either, you know? I, I saw a toolbox one time at a TA. I take exactly where it was. A TA in Arkansas. What's it called there? That town, right before you get to the border, Prescott. Prescott. Walked in there. Was this big, big ass blue toolbox. I, it had to have been Chris. It had to have been twenty, thirty feet long. Mm-hmm. Big, big inflated wheels and tires on it. Not, not. I mean, mm. you know. And and had a had a, a a locker on the side where you hang your coat had lights on it and mm-hmm. there I mean I asked I said what what do you have in that he goes forty grand I said he said that's just the toolbox mm-hmm. I didn't count the tools I'm thinking to myself that's just like buying a new Peterbilt you know how do you pay for that why would you why why would you spend forty thousand dollars have a, to to put tools in it. Uh, we get this question a lot. Is it hard finding drivers with the old trucks? If we were just looking for truck drivers, yes, it would be incredibly hard to advertise, hey, come drive a 2007 with 1.7 million miles on it. Yeah, that would be impossible. But we don't hire truck drivers. We we have a very specific mission that you're going to come and drive for us for 18 months. We're going to teach you everything that we can teach you in that 18 months, and then we want you to go pay cash for your own truck and become an owner operator. Um, the people that, the people that come here they understand why we drive those old trucks. They come here to learn how to operate these old trucks because that's what they're going to do when they leave here. They're not going to leave here and go buy a new truck. They're going to leave here and they're going to go buy a truck just like they drove here because now we've taught them how to take care of it, how to maintain it, the, the advantages of having it. And so they come here to learn how to drive that, not to drive it, but how to own that truck. And so they come here willingly understanding that they're going to drive an old truck because that's what they're, that's what they've chosen to be for their business model. So why would we have them come here and treat them any differently? They're here to learn how to be in business with an older truck that doesn't have emissions and doesn't have all the problems 
that these newer trucks have. Now, I will admit to you this, because a lot of these guys now have automatic restrictions, we're having to add a couple of new trucks on. But again, we're trying to be as, as, um, as uh, I guess, uh, careful as we can be. <laughs> it's to a minefield. Get, um, yeah, uh, to get a truck that we can make as reliable as we possibly can. Uh, so we do have a couple of newer trucks, uh, 2016-2017s, uh, because we have to have the automatic transmission for a couple of these guys because they got auto restrictions, which is another, you know, uh, completely unnecessary um, restriction that this industry is putting on people because it, it keeps them from leaving, you know. Uh, these mega fleets all have automatic. So if all we teach you how to do is drive an automatic, you can't leave. You know, mega fleets, their biggest competitor are you guys, small fleets. You know, they can't compete with you guys. $6,500 to put a clutch in a 2016, or is it a 17, whatever, Cascadia. Yeah. With a DT12. $6,500 for a clutch. I could put a clutch in an 07 Columbia with a 10 speed for what, three, 3,500? Yeah. 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 Probably. You know, $6,500. Cause you don't just replace the clutch, you get to replace the flywheel and the actuator and the counter revolving radius rod and the, and it's just a fucking nightmare. $6,500 for a clutch. Um, I'm sorry. I, it's it's not worth it. And this and, and this issue of oh, pride in your ride. I, guys, I don't care what people at stoplights think about me. It's not I'm not I'm not in business to please people that aren't involved in the transaction. Now, if there was a situation where I pulled on the lot and the customer says, "You're not pulling my load with that truck." Okay, well then we'd have a problem. But yet, that's never, ever happened. Not one time. And we have a burgundy truck right now with a white hood and black fairings. Um, and it's probably our most profitable truck this year. Now, why does it have a white hood? Because somebody backed into it in a truck stop, and the driver, I don't know what he was on, but he was like, oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. So instead of being able to use like dash cam evidence and get whoever tore the fucking hood off of it to pay for it, I had a used hood laying there. So I put a used hood on it. And I was thinking about this today. Like there's, there's a little bit, I kind of like having people drive these old ugly trucks because I want them to, I, I want them to flush that narcissism out of them, right? If your identity in business is based off of what your truck looks like, I can't comprehend that. I just, it, it makes no sense to me because I couldn't care less what the truck looks like. Now, I care what it looks like underneath. Like, I care what the frame looks like. I care what the chassis looks like. I care what the spring bushings look like. Um, I care what the tires look like, but I, yo, I couldn't care less about the paint. It's, it's, um, absolutely unnecessary. Um, well, it doesn't matter. It it gets back to the, you know, let's go back to business. What, what's the one reason that people 
go that you start a business to make profit. Um, you, you know, the, there's no argument that you can take a older truck that costs less and make more profit with it when you can a new truck. The myth that older trucks cost more money to operate is, is a myth. It's not true. We've proven it over and over again. Our operating cost is, is much lower than anybody's got a new truck. And we don't have the truck payment. We don't have the interest. We don't have all the other stuff. Okay. So if you're in business to make money, what the truck looks like has nothing to do with it. Now, if you're in business to look good and impress people that you probably don't give a shit about anyway, then that's what you're doing. That's not the reason to be in business. I know I step on a lot of toes here. I get that. But, you know, if you look at me, I don't give a fuck. Okay. I'm seven years old. I can give a rat's ass what you think. All right. Um, that's one of the good thing about getting old. You can just, you can, your, your give a fuck filter can go away and, and everybody just expects it. Okay. So, um, but understand the mission here. The mission here is not to look good. The mission here is to change people's financial lives so that they can, they can, they can have, uh, a, 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 a future, a financial future. That's not debt ridden, you know? That we don't we don't have we don't let people go into debt for anything, you know. We you leave here, you pay cash for a truck. That's what you do, and uh, and that way you're in business with no pressure. If you want to take off and go home for Christmas, guess what? You don't have a truck payment staring in your face when you come back out January the tenth, you know. So it it's just the way that we choose to teach people how to start out in business because if you get out of trucking. It's not lunacy. It's, we're only lunatics because it's a trucking. Anywhere else in the world, uh, it, it, uh, what we do is, is, is normal. It's expected, you know. But in trucking, we're, we're ignorant. We're stupid. We, you know, we're second-class citizens. We drive shitty trucks, da 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 da, da. But we make money. We make money now when everybody else is bitching and whining. We're making money. We're, we're doubling our fleet, not cutting back. You know, so you have to understand the reason that we do this now about these big, the new trucks and everything. I love, I wish I've said this, I had a driver that came here and she, she made this comment and it stuck with me. She caught, she, we were talking about doing all this. She goes, yeah, but everybody else is out there, quote, making it happen. She's talking about how other people are buying new trucks and they're obviously staying in business. And I told her, I said, Carrie, I wish to God there was some type of a, of, a, of a meter, a gauge that was on the side of that truck that, that indicated how far, how many payments they're behind the last year that they made to file a tax return and all the financial conditions that that truck right down, down the road does not appear to have. But when you pull back the onion and you find out what's really going on, Maybe they're making it happen. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're one week away from not making it happen, and it just looks like they're not. So that's what it comes down to here, guys, is that you get into business to make money. The only way you stay in business is to make money, okay? Now, if you've been in business for 10, 15 years, and you've got cash money, you want to write, write a check for a, a brand-new truck, well, listen, I applaud you. That's, that's completely early. You've deserved that. But if you're starting out doing this next week or next year or next month or whatever, and you think you're going to go uh, buy a brand new truck and have a $900, $1,100, a week truck payment, and you think you're going to make it, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. And lease purchase was even double the problem of that. So that's all we're doing here. And I, you know, if, if it pisses people off because I attack your, 
your new truck and your business model. It's just because I'm trying to keep other people from making mistakes that we see over and over and over again. And if you're not one of them, congratulations. I'm happy for you. <clears throat> I, uh, I have a problem brewing um, with a truck that I'm going to have to get to, and we've been two hours. I'm probably going to have to shut this down. Um, well, I've got a bar to get to, so okay. I don't need to shut it down too. Well, listen, guys, we just want to save people from the headache and the heartache of doing trucking wrong, because if you do it wrong, it will destroy you. Um, uh, in any business, you, you have to, you have to minimize the risk where you can. It doesn't matter what business it is, if it's trucking, plumbing, carpentry, uh, whatever, right? That, that's what we're trying to do. Um, because, uh, 95% of first time owner operators fail 95% and they all fail for the same reasons. And that's because they treat being in business like being an employee. I've lived it. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's awful. I don't want anybody to go through that. And that's why we do what we do. So go to the website, um, blue ribbon logistics.com. You can check out the program, see everything that we do. Um, we will be live again next Friday at eight o'clock on all the platforms. And I uh, do have a, I do have a, a, a plug though. We need to make, we do need some automatic trucks guys. Uh, if you've got a 2016, 17, 18 Cascadia with a DD 15 and the, what's the DD 13 transmission, Chris, that's what no, DT 12, DT 12 transmission yeah. properly, properly specced. Um, you know, uh, let us know. We, we, we are looking for a couple of, we got guys hired that we're waiting on a truck to put them in. So, um, if you've got anything that's sitting around that's, uh, that you're not using that you'd like to have some money being made with it, uh, reach out to us. Our website, there's a place there where you can put a submission in. We'll put a zoom meeting together with you and see how we can work it out. Um, and then of course, obviously if you guys like what we do here, You'd like to learn how to do this thing the way we do it, uh, reach out to us. Uh, we're growing our fleet. We're growing our business. We're happy to, um, to talk to you and see if you're a fit for the program. We'll have some people graduating next year early on. We'll have some trucks open up that are going to have people in it that are going to be moving on. So, um, you know, uh, now's a good time to start that conversation. So anyway, we'll see you guys next week um, and uh, be safe out there. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you. Good night.